expressing the truth about the church in this world we live in. Welcome to Real Talk Ministry Podcast. This podcast talks about the issues we're facing with the church today and the challenges of balancing our life with Christ in this world we live in. Let's get ready to hear some real talk with our host, Miss Nisi. Hello, everybody, and thank you once again for joining me in my Real Talk Ministry podcast for July. Uh, This podcast is like a reintroduction to some who may already know and to introduce it to those who may not know. So thank you for coming back and thank you for stopping in to listen to my podcast for Real Talk Ministry. You can always visit my website at www.realtalkministry.com. There, you can stay up to date with all the latest events that I am doing with this ministry. We are still doing our 2021 events for the year. And I'm thanking God for everyone who has already participated so far. And um, also, we're doing a prayer challenge. If you haven't seen that video, please visit my website. I think that prayer challenge would bless you. It's just five minutes of worship, five minutes of praying for someone else, and just five minutes of praying for yourself or the world or whoever you may want to pray for. It's amazing that I've been doing this for a couple of weeks now. And I tell you, um, even when I have a set time that I do it, it may be in the morning when I'm getting ready for work. Uh, It may be at night before I go to bed, just a clear time. And I notice now that when I do my personal prayers, they are following in that order, you know, worship or giving praise and accolades to Christ praying for someone else and then praying for myself. And then a lot of times I don't even feel like I really have to pray for myself. I just feel like I'm covered. So I hope it blesses you. And if you want to know more information, just visit my website. So now, thank you again for joining me and let's get into my topic. My topic for this month uh, podcast episode is called Trapped in Transition. A lot of times we may feel like we're ready to go to that next level. We think we're ready to go to that next step in our lives with Christ. You know, we're praying, we're fasting, we're attending services, we participate in church services, uh, whether it's ushering, singing, even it's just coming in, being a member. We're doing something that we feel that we are connected enough that God is telling us that we are ready to go to that next level. But a lot of times in being prepared to go to that next level, you can find yourself trapped. You can find yourself in a position where you really don't know where you are, uh, how you're supposed to get there, and what do you need to do in order to get to that next level. And you may hear me say this a lot if you ever hear any of my recordings, that yes, you should pray, you should read your, read the Word of God, you should fast, you should do all those things, but that doesn't mean that Things won't come to your life or issues won't arise to make you question which direction you need to go. Uh, Discernment is not easy for everyone. You know, we can get downloads from Christ saying, don't do this and don't walk over there and don't step over there and don't go down that street or, you know, don't go in that building. Don't make that phone call. But to discern, sometimes it, it could be difficult. It could be a little tricky. And sometimes when you sit and waiting 
A lot of us don't know how to be patient, and I'm one of those lot of us. And it's not that I don't try to be. It's just hard to be patient. So um, when you end up trapped, it end up it can easily become a mind game when you're trapped in transition because your mind is constantly wondering what's the next step. Why am I going through this trial and tribulation? When am I going to get out of it? And what's on the other side for me that I'm going through this? So I want to address just a few things that I thought would be helpful topics to discuss to help you get through your transition. Um, A lot of times you just have to be patient. You just have to. It's not really being trapped. It's just knowing that God has you still and you should acknowledge that. If you don't hear anything and you don't feel anything, um, first and foremost, don't pressure and don't push it. You know, allow God to do what he do. And you sometimes sitting in silence. If that's all you have to do is just sit and wait, then that's what you need to do. Because you definitely don't want to make moves without his leading and his direction. It is very important to acknowledge God and everything that you're doing, even if you don't know what it is that you're doing. And it's always safe to not do anything than to assume God is wanting you to do something on his behalf and it's not him. So uh, be prayerful at all times. So trapped in transition. Sometimes we can cause our own selves to be trapped in transition or cause our own selves to be uh, stagnated where we can't move to that next level where Christ is trying to get us to go. One can be because of fear. Uh, Another can be because of our past life experiences. It can be enemies or people coming against us. And also it can be forgiveness. Um, Fear can cause you to become immobile. It can cause you to be paralyzed. I think even though we know that God doesn't give us the spirit of fear, we do have it. And it's hard sometimes To not have fear when you don't know what you're walking into. And to be honest, I really feel like fear and past life experiences can go hand in hand. I have been through a lot. You know, when you ever lived a life where you lost your home, you lost cars, and you struggling you're a single parent, even if you're not a single parent, whatever the situation that may cause you to feel lost. I lost a lot in the walk with Christ. And I don't take back anything from that loss. Like I really rejoice. I see when the scripture say you'll rejoice. I really rejoice. And I do have joy in knowing that the outcome was good. But I do catch myself sometimes feeling like, oh my God, if I go through that um, transition again, I'm scared that I'm going to lose everything. You know, if the Lord is like, okay, I'm about to move you to another job or I'm about to move you into another place that's not necessarily spiritual, you know, just something that you know that you need to have done in your natural life. Um, My first fear is, oh, I lost so much. Am I strong enough to continue to go forward knowing that I don't know what's on the other side? And I'm going to be real talk ministry today, okay? And my real talk for me is I didn't see these things coming. I didn't know these things were going to come. But now that I know that some walks that I take 
Satan can bring it back in a way where it could terrify me. It kind of stagnates me in the, in a way where I feel like, uh, I don't know if I want to move too quickly. Uh, I don't know what's to come. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm prepared for it. And I don't want to go through that again. But that's when we start losing our trust in the process because the process doesn't always have to be a great loss. And it's not that I didn't overcome it, thank God, because I did. He was there. He helped me and my kids and to get through that. And like I said, just to think back on it, it's, it just brings great joy for the experience that I experienced. But that doesn't mean that I want to suffer that type of loss again. So when you have fear, fear can transition, stop you from transitioning into that next step in your life. And then when I say steps that are being taken for your life, I do mean in the natural or in the spiritual. A lot of things we do are not always spiritual. They're just for our lives. So it can be difficult when you start reminiscing on the past things that have happened to make you feel like maybe I'm not ready for that step again. Maybe I'm not ready to face that type of trial Now, the thing about fear is it will already have you thinking that you are going to experience that trial when God doesn't even have that in the plans for your life. It's not a guarantee that what you actually fearing is actually going to happen. So that's why you have to be careful not to trap yourself in transition through fear. Isaiah 43 I mean, Isaiah 46 and 10, the King James Version, King James Version. I will always be reading from the King James Version. Um, It says, fear thou not, I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. That right there should eliminate all of your fears. That is a reminder that just because you've been through it that way once before, you can't always think about what you went into. Because when I went in, went through that situation, I went in with faith. And I felt like at that time, I was strong in my faith. I believed no matter what, that God was going to take care of me. But sometimes when I feel him pushing me into another area in the life that he wants me to be in, whether it's with him or whether it's just moving into another apartment or picking out a different car, whatever it is. I I don't ever want the world to make like cars and houses are not blessings. I think because, let me get sidetracked a little bit. I think because we often say, hey, those are material things and that's not all God can do. So we kind of say that's not really a blessing. But if you've been walking and catching the bus and the Lord bless you with a car, baby, that's a blessing. Take it. Claim it in the name of Jesus. I'm sorry I had to throw that little nugget in there. Because too often we claim things that we be like, no, that's not that's not what my uh, walk is in Christ. And, and I don't know if that's a good thing. It, it's a good thing. Whatever God give you that he bless you with. It doesn't matter material or not. It's a good thing. But he will teach you how to humble yourself with whatever he gives you. And you will give the glory back to him for that. I I, I had to put that side nugget in because too often we hear that. So let me get back on track. So fear. Isaiah 46 and 10. You don't have to have it. 
because you don't know what he's doing anyway. So all you're doing is projecting your own self thoughts and feelings of something that you already experienced and been through and know you can go through with the same amount of faith that you had back then to get through it, that God is going to bring you through. So you don't have to have fear. And for your past life experiences, you know, the things that is causing you to think, I don't know if I can move forward. Another thing I wanted to express through past life experiences is um, it's not always that you had a horrible situation. I know a lot of times we equate stagnation and not moving forward with being in a situation where it was just so bad. It was just a horrible experience. But it doesn't have to be because it's a horrible experience. It can be because you're doing so well and where you are right now that you begin to think, why do I need to bother it? You know, why do I need to move forward? Um, everything is good. I know the tricks of Satan. I know how to fight it. If I'm having problems with people on my job, I know how to deal with them. I know how to maneuver myself around them. I'm good. I'm in a real good place. And since I am in a real good place, why would I mess with that? Why would I need to do anything else? But that can also be fear too. Because whenever you don't want to grow or move to another level in your life that can be positive can cause you to connect uh, with Christ on another level, even on a greater level for your life, that is fear because you're still saying that you're comfortable and that you don't have any reasons to move forward. But once you become a part of Christ, he's going to always push you to want to learn more and know more. So there will always be a reason to want to transition. So as far as past life experiences, Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Remember, ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Come on now. Oh my gosh. Ain't that amazing? He will make a way in the wilderness. And if you know, if you're in a wilderness, which is confusion, I equate wilderness to being confusion. And the reason why I equate it to being confusion, because when you're in the wilderness, you don't know where you are. You don't know which way to go. You have to rely on his judgment, on his trust to get you where you need to go. But he said, and rivers in the desert, meaning you would not even have to thirst for it. So when you start feeling like there are things in my life that has just caused me to feel so bad, to feel depressed, to feel unmovable, um, or I'm feeling good where I'm at right now. I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to move forward. I don't want to face any more demons. I don't want to see any more. You got to be real. When you start moving forward in Christ, you, you start getting challenged harder when Satan comes against you. It's, he comes just as hard as you go for Christ. If I'm deciding to read the word of God every single night, the times that I sit up to midnight and I cannot sleep, let me start reading that word and I'll be asleep by eight, nine o'clock whenever that Bible opens. Because anything that has to do with growth and connection with Christ, I'm telling you now, Satan ain't having it. 
He don't want you to have it either. So we got to get rid of the fear first. And we got to understand that even though our past lives can be great testimonies, they don't have to, they are not our future. There are testimonies. There, they can bring you joy. They can bring you sadness, but they are not our future. Allow yourself to be open. Open that door. Don't stay in that box. Don't stay trapped in your situation thinking either it's scary on the other side or I'm fine where I'm at. Because if God wants greater for you, he's going to provide it for you. And that's exactly what he was saying in the 19th verse of Isaiah 43. You don't have to worry about the things or in 18 and 19. I'm sorry. You don't have to worry about the things that took place in the past. Those things are done away with. You already did that. And, and you don't have to worry about moving forward because I still got you. And I'm going to do that. So we have to learn how to not cause our own minds, our own feelings, our own thoughts, uh, memories to cause us to have uh, panics or to cause us to feel that it's going to be bad for us. When you start thinking things are going to be bad, then you know it's it's up to God's good for our life. Thank you for continuing to listen to my podcast. Um, This episode is called Trapped in Transition. And there's two more topics I would like to discuss. And I feel these topics go hand in hand as well. Uh, It's enemies or people coming against you and forgiveness. And if you have enemies, you got to have forgiveness. Uh, A lot of times we call things enemies or we'll call people enemies who are really not enemies they're just annoying. They're annoying. They petty. They frustrating. Uh, they will get on your nerves. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're the enemy. Uh, if you're having issues with things that are material things or objects, like uh, your car didn't start, you know, we'll say that was the trick of the enemy. Uh, those things really do come through uh, works to irritate you and to test you. So I'm not saying those can't be the tricks or the mind games that he wants to play us, play with us to throw us off course. But a lot of things we call enemies are really not enemies. They're just annoyances. So we have to make sure we put enemies in their real places because we'll be praying for things that annoy us and it doesn't really be a prayer or we're, we're trapping ourselves with things that annoy us when those are little things that you really can dismiss. Like on the job, we will say the devil is messing with us on the job. Cause I mean, that's our money. That's our livelihood. And we with those people every day. So it's easy to have the biggest annoyances coming from your job. If you're working, uh, if you're not working, it could come from your family Uh, It can come from your neighbors. But I will just use, for example, the job. If someone was getting on my nerves so bad, or if I was being so mistreated, I'm less directed by God not to move. You could just get another job. And that sounds easy, but that's not necessarily easy for everybody. 
But you know when you have enemies because you become a target. You know when something is, I'm messing with you and something is just being petty. You will know the difference. And they are your enemies because they are there to attack you and set you off course. The Bible said we wrestle not with flesh and blood. So a lot of times they don't know that they're doing this and you're being tested against your spiritual life. They just know that they don't like you, that you are a target to them, whether you're a great worker, whether you shine through and they are not shining as bright as they were light, or they're just evil people. People are just evil sometimes and you just can't, you can't control that. But you, the reason why I say those two things, enemies and people coming against you and forgiveness work hand in hand because you could pray and you can ask God to do whatever is needed for your peace. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to have forgiveness. You're going to have to understand that all those people and those in that situation who have trespassed against you, you're still going to have to forgive them. Even if God handled them and be like, hey, I moved them out the way. You can't carry that grudge of that person. You can't carry that hate or that hurt because that will keep you trapped in your position because it will keep you in a place of a slump place where you cannot move forward in Christ because you will feel the grudge and the hurt and the pain coming from that situation. Because let's be honest, a lot of times it doesn't just immediately start. It gradually builds. It usually ends up being a buildup of series of events that have taken place to before you realize, oh, this person is trying to hurt me or this person is setting me up or I thought this person was good for me on the job and they're actually backstabbing me here on the job. So whenever you build a foundation, if it's not already stable uh, on the foundation of Christ, it is going to break. It's going to fall. I had to learn that no matter what job I went into, I am still learning that some people are just not going like you, whether it's because of your race, whether because you could type five minutes per hour more than they do, uh, whatever is conflicted in their mind that they're doing. And it's not always just against you. Sometimes you have to be open to what is around you and don't take everything personally against you. You have to understand that some things people are just going to be people. And you have to learn how to not become trapped in your own thoughts of what people are doing against you that you forget that you are a vessel of Christ. And just like you want him to be there for you, you have to be open for him to be there for you. You can't always be in a position where you have to fight for yourself. You got to learn how to let him do the fighting for you. Uh, David had great enemies. He had big enemies. And this is an example I'm going to use as a far as in regards to annoyances and enemies. When Job friends came to him and told him that you must have did something wrong for this illness, they were being annoying. They were just like trying to figure out why are you sick and not getting better? David had enemies where he had to literally tell God to, you know, 
confuse their tongues, like divide their tongues. Uh, He's seen so much violence. He had to run for his life. You had people like Peter, who King Herod in Acts, the 12th chapter, felt like, okay, he wanted to please the Jews. He done already killed James. So let me keep this going. So I want to kill Peter. I'm not saying that you have to face death in order to have enemies. But what I'm saying is, They had to be in communication with Christ in order to know the directions that needed to be taken against their enemies. And in order to have these directions and to be connected with Christ, you cannot stay trapped in your own thoughts of why this person is doing this to me. Why is this person trying to hurt me? Why is this person trying to backstab me? Why is this person trying to come at me? It it has to be an open mind towards Christ on, okay, we acknowledge that there's a problem, but God, you're going to have to be the resolution. And with that resolution, it's going to have to come with forgiveness. I'm learning during this prayer challenge that when I pray for someone else that who is an annoyance or who is even my enemy, that sometimes I'm not trying to, in the past, I will try to pray and say, get rid of that enemy, get that enemy away from me. And that's not a bad thing. That's what David did. But I'm learning that, you know what? If I'm a pray for my enemy as like I pray for myself, that I pray that just like if I'm sick, that Lord, you heal them too. And if they're confused in their minds and and they're struggling to be a peaceable person or a lovable person, you know, make them a peaceable and lovable person. I just start beginning to think if I can pray that this person be removed from me, if it's that bad that they do need to be removed from me, I'm going to pray that. But if I can pray that they can be removed from me, I can also pray that the Lord heal their minds, rebuke that evil spirit, ask them for a softer heart. We don't know what life challenges that they went through that caused them to be that way. So there's always different ways you can combat your enemies in prayer. And there's always ways you can pray, just like you could pray and ask God to rebuke your enemy, you can pray and ask God to heal their heart, heal their mind, make them a better person. But even in all of that, even in those who come against you, you still have to have forgiveness. Now, Matthew 6, 13 and 14 says, For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive men not their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. You know, a lot of times we'll be like, you have to forgive that person for your peace. You got to forgive that person so you won't miss your blessing. You got to forgive that person in order to move forward in Christ. I will hate for God to not forgive me in my trespasses. It is so much bigger. Forgiveness is so much bigger than what you are expecting in your life. Forgiveness when you're trapped in transition It's not just so you can get over that person who hurt you. It's not just so you can get the blessing that you want so you're the bigger person. It's so God can forgive you to help you stay connected, to help you stay connected with him. It is for God to forgive you to help you to stay connected with him, to stay in connection 
with him. So you won't be trapped in your own little box thinking you are praying and getting a prayer through, but because you can't forgive, you're not getting a prayer through because he's not forgiving you. He wants to do what's best for you. But you got to be open to allow him to do the best for you. But you can't do that if you're not being at your best for him. Trapped in transition. You do not have to stay trapped in transition. You can open that box. You can walk out of that box. You can burst that bubble. You can move forward. So if you're sitting there thinking, I don't know what my next move is going to be. I don't know what I really am supposed to be doing. Take take this time to study yourself as well as aligning yourself with the Word of God. And I want to say again, you know, don't be afraid to just sit and wait. And while you're sitting and waiting, study, learn something new even if it's not in the situation that you're thinking God is going to do for you or whatever he's placed in your heart that he wants to do for you. Just learn more of the word of God. Just learn more on how to grow. Uh, Just learn more on how to stay connected. You know, YouTube, Google, you have so many, much more access to learning and getting ideas and thoughts of how to grow in your position with Christ at your fingertips now than you ever had before. But do not fear your next steps in Christ. Do not fear your next transition. Do not allow the worldly issues, the worldly trials or your spiritual trials or tribulations. Do not allow your good feelings, your feel goods, or regardless of the loss you may have experienced, there is no reason to allow yourself to be trapped knowing that God is taking you on to another level in him. You just have to remind yourself, this is not man. This is not someone who have done you wrong in the past. This is Christ. He has got a plan for you. You can build your faith back up. You do not have to feel that you can't do it because you can. So, You have the faith, you have the strength, and you have someone that you definitely can depend on to get you through, to see you through it. I want to read this last scripture, and it's Galatians 5 and 1. And it says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. So once you see that there is a light at the end of this tunnel, when you realize that you do not have to be trapped in your own transition, don't go back to the things that caused you to become trapped in the first place. Be free. Use your liberty that Christ has given you to be free and don't go back into that bondage again. I pray to God that these words and this podcast have blessed you. I pray that you come back to listen. I will be doing the podcast at least once every month. I pray that you continue to listen to the 2021 events that I have for Real Talk Ministry. 
pray for each other. Don't stay trapped. You don't have to be trapped. You don't have to be in that position of feeling lost. Remember, Christ is with you. And once you come out of bondage, don't go back in your trapped bondage. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please feel free to share and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you can receive notifications when a new episode is posted. You can also stop by Miss Nisi's website, www.realtalkministry.com. There you can purchase her books, leave a comment, and stay connected with this ministry. Until next time, God bless.